Welcome to Mackie's World, the podcast. Yeah, that's Sit Mackie. back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today is episode 17. This is the first episode of 2021, and I am very excited to uh, have these guys on the pod. Um, episode 17, I wanted to start off with a bang, bring in two of my friends um, to the pod, and let's, let's just talk about, you know, what's going on in the world, because there's a lot to cover. Um, I can't do it alone. Um, but I'm going to stop rambling and go ahead and introduce my guys. So um, today we have the Play No Games podcast, or is it show, what are we calling it now? It's, it's both. We do we do a lot of things there. Okay. <laughs> so we, we have Koss, and we also have um, Robert. They make up Play No Games. So um, yeah, guys, welcome to Mackey's World. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having us. Uh, I was looking forward to coming on here. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of pop culture, sports. I know those are two main things you focus on on your show. Um, so I was excited to get on here. And I must say, this is definitely a long time coming. Um, I've been on the Play No Games um, show um, a number of times, and it was you know long overdue to get them actually um, into my sphere of Mackie's world. So welcome to Mackie's world, y'all. Um, Robert, I did not forget about you. He was on episode, what was that, 11, if I'm not mistaken? Um, love for now. Um, you know, episode's doing really well. So uh, yeah, I had, to, oh, really? I had to get him back on there. So uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we do numbers out here. Let's go. <laughs> so y'all know him, uh, the fake hitch. I won't go any further. The fake? <laughs> yo, yo, we about to cut this shit right now. Hey, it's the real life hitch. Get it right. All right. Zero to hero Instagram. Follow your boy. All right. You- <laughs> you shout out man, I want everyone to know Robert is half naked in his stairwell right now. Jesus Christ. God. <laughs> He's getting the I am not half naked. Actually, you know what? Guess what? I'm shirtless. What? Can I, I can't free the nipple? Huh? <laughs> it's, it's 2021, you know? <laughs> so, Koss, uh, Robert did his little plug for his Instagram. What's your IG? Where can they find you at? Um, if you guys want to follow me, I don't post very often. And if I do, I don't look very happy in my pictures. Uh, it's uh, Kassian, which is my full name, uh, V13. Just It's spelled literally C-Asian, um, but not pronounced that way. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me, give me a follow. Um, and, yeah. Hey, a man of his word to the point. I like it. So, um, let's just dive in here. Uh, how was your new year? How did you bring it in? Okay. Remember, you want to go? <laughs> okay. Well, oh, well, no, no worries. Um, well, actually I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get ratchet. <laughs> I'll, anywho, my new year is actually, uh, really well to be a hundred dollars with you. I brought it in with, uh, my brothers, um, what do you call it? People hear this all the time. They're probably agnosiated, but, you know, I kicked it with Josh and Jordan. Uh, those are my brothers, and we uh, were in a very safe COVID-limited area, and we ushered in the New Year's together. And um, to be honest with you, it was a different type of New Year's. And the reason why I would say this different type of New Year's is um, one of my friends told me, and this is before COVID and stuff happened, he said, ah, fuck it, it was Josh. Josh said this. Josh was like, yo, this is our foundational year. And then right after that, coronavirus hit. <laughs> and I blamed him. <laughs> um, and 
when literally when the like clock struck the next year, like we all looked at each other and we were like, this year we about to be popping. And like the very first like few days in the new year, I can see that energy that he's talking about. Like this is our year to who knows to make it, not make it, but like a lot of um, the fruits of our labors will, you know, bear some fruit mm-hmm. this year. So I, I'm very eager, eager beaver. Totally. Cost, right. how was your new year? It was good. Yeah. Um, I had a couple, um, like my close friend group come over. Uh, it was a little significant because one of them has mo- uh, had to move away because mm-hmm. his uh, girlfriend, his significant other, got a nice nursing job oh, awesome. in Eugene. So it was last time we were all going to be together for a little bit. I'm probably going to spend two years down there. So we all, beforehand, I got in contact with everyone else. So they pitched in and we got him a nice top shelf bottle of vodka because that's the spirit of his choice. Uh, and we gave him that and we celebrated the new year. And yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, New Year's for me was different. Um, I was with my fiance only. Typically, you know, we either go out or have people come over. Um, I was actually going to go to a friend's house. Um, again, COVID friendly. Um, but I end up getting, um, like a stomach virus. Um, so I, I, I ate something bad, uh, and just like lingered throughout me for a few days, but, um, I'm doing well now, so I can't complain too much, but, um, I know last January, um, I was super sick. I personally think I had coronavirus. Um, you know, I had a, a lingering cough for about three months. Um, so yeah, uh, it was rough. But uh, hey, we are here now. We are here now. And um, yeah. uh, Robert, I want to go back to what you said about the foundational year of 2020. I would say in a way it was because you were able to find out who you are as a person um, because you were just grounded. Would you agree with that statement or were you looking at it from a different lens? Um, Man... I'm going to get a little off topic, but get on topic because, you know, shameless plug, play no games podcast, watching last week's episode. There was a reason why I put the clip out of you saying, you know, let's unpack this. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to shout out Jamal. Jamal knows what he's doing. Jamal, <laughs> Jamal, Jamal really learning from the therapist around him. So I got to start watching what I'm saying. <laughs> the how he just kicked that to me, I was just like, so let me just say that and to now answer your question um to be honest with you um because i'm around my friends uh you know y'all i as as focused as i am on a lot of different things and i know what i want to do i was really lost i was definitely through a period of time of like I lost a lot of things that I cared about that Mm. 2019 and 2020. Um, And to be honest, to be honest, both of you kind of like really put me on track and, you know, cost his constant believability in in what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do singularly and what we're trying to do together kind of like kept me on the path where I'm like, man, I can't give up on this. Mm. This person believes in me. I was crazy. These ideas I throw at him. He's like, all right, let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then with you, Jamal, like you showed me the true essence of what a real friend is. Mm-hmm. And like, believe it or not, like 
like I'm a it's, like one of my faults is I'm loyal, super loyal to a fault. Where it's almost kind of like the way you showed me what a true friend was was like I'm like all right. I can fight for Jamal. Like, all right, I got no problems. I can throw, I can throw hands with him, no problems. Like, I, we got, we got run, run something because mm-hmm. I definitely was lost, and I definitely needed that. And actually, both of you were two people who really like got me back to who I was. Mm. That's beautiful, man. Um, first off, I do appreciate that. I do take friendship very seriously. Um, so yeah, I mean the fact that you said that and acknowledged that, you know, that means a lot to me. Not to get too sappy, you know, within the first five minutes. Hey, emotions, emotions, emotions. <laughs> but we do want to break those uh, those generational curses and really, you know, uh, open up about our feelings as black male. Cause I know you're not black, but you know, ah! you are an honorary black man today. Black card. How you feel? I like that. I like and that. An N word. No, no, no. We're not, not, not doing that. Like you did on New Year's. We are not doing that. <laughs> now, Koss, nah, yeah. I do want to go to you, though, about, yeah. um, I guess, 2020. How did you view 2020? Um, I mean, f- I mean, looking at it, I can say, yeah, you know, terrible year. Uh, I got to graduate college in one of the worst economic downturns since 20 or 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my last semester was pretty much taken away from me. I didn't get to walk at graduation. Um, I got a YouTube video with my picture on there as my graduation. Um, I, I had plans to go travel this year. Luckily, I got a refund for that those tickets, but <laughs> I, I love traveling. I'm a huge person that loves traveling, and that's been taken away last year and probably this year as well, realistically. Um, so yeah, does it suck? Yeah, it sucks for me, but I mean, there's people who've been through way worse, Mm -hmm. way worse. Uh, the way I looked at it is, you know, I still graduated college. I got my first job out of college. Um, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. My friends are healthy. Um, so I think you can definitely look at all the bad that came from it. It's easily, it's easy to look at the bad, but I think it's more important to look at the growth. And if you could, you know, go through that year and come out with at least something learned or feel like you are better in one way or another, then you can, you can take something positive out of it. I agree a hundred percent. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to say for 2021, um, it's pretty much your theme costs, uh, was celebrate your wins, no matter how small they might be. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to do that in 2021. I don't want to focus on the negative, you know, I want to get my mental right, my anxiety right. So that's what I'm really focused on in uh, 2021. So celebrate those small victories because, um, yeah, it's so easy to point out the negative. Now, yep. um, let's hop into some shenanigans really quick. Um, so January 6th, the whites oh. took over a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love this! I love where it's going! <laughs> the, the Capitol protest, as Fox would like to say, but let's call it what it is. Let's call it a spade a spade. The Capitol riots. When you guys saw that on TV, what was the first thing that went through your mind? For me personally, I didn't believe it, even though I was looking at it. What were you guys thinking? What was going through your head? Um, I... I'll take this one. I'll take this one first. Yo, I was like, I was, I'm not even on front. I was like finishing up a session and then 
Cause like I have like how I do my sessions, I kind of have like my phone on silent, so I can still look up and see some of like responses and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then I start to figure. I'm like, all right, I'll get to that. I get to that. And then all I saw, all I saw, <laughs> the report said they're storming the capital. I got over that session so quick. <laughs> I said, I got to go. <laughs> and then I go to CNN and my mom and everyone's like, look at all these people. <laughs> and then I literally saw the dude in the goat mask and was I was done. I said, what? <laughs> They're doing it. <laughs> I thought literally it was going to be way longer than, um, it, than like what happened. I really thought they were going to occupy the Capitol for like a couple of days. Mm, mm. I definitely thought that, like, because they was, they was, they, they were suited. Deep. They were deep, too. They were deep. Hella. Uh, Koss, what were you thinking of when you saw that? Um, yeah, I was in pretty disbelief. I turned it on. I said, whoa, man. This is, this is looking like, um, what's that movie with Gerard Butler? Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, Homefront, if you ever play that video game on, like, Xbox 360. Um... We don't see that type of stuff here, but uh, no, I think like whether you're left or right leaning, this is, I just thought this was a real bad example of like democracy. This was an attack on like democracy, free speech. Just a bad example. Like I understand what, you know, what any like protest is going for, but this just, this just wasn't that. This was uh, an attack on, you know, our government and us as citizens. So no, it was terrible. And like a video game or a movie. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, Now, one thing I did, I'm not sure if enjoy or like is the correct uh, verbiage, but (laughs) I'm not going to be politically correct right now. Um, I actually loved seeing it because you saw the two Americas that we live in. Uh, One America is, you know, people fighting for, you know, to say human basic rights, um, with black people and, you know, uh, allies coming together to go to the Capitol. What was there? We saw armed forces there, you know, ready for, you know, war, you know, unarmed people. Now, on the other side, you see unarmed white people, but they're coming from a place of hate and anger. Uh, I guess their anger is, I guess, uh, pointed at the wrong stuff, but... They were invited into the Capitol, you know. Uh, people let them in back doors. You have uh, people saying that top leaders were, you know, planning this for quite some time now. So it's just crazy the 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 two Americas that we live in. Um, it, it's it's funny to me, but um, hey, that's America, right? Yeah, I don't want to ignore that. This was, you know, trying to tap uh, topple the Capitol was also going down in good old Portland, Oregon, Salem. So it clearly was, um, <clears throat> it was clearly planned <laughs> and it was planned poorly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and when I mean by poorly, it, it's because they still, they, when they got into whatever place they were trying to go, they hadn't, they didn't achieve their goal. Yeah. Like they went in there with no goal. Like their only goal was destruction. And one thing that, I always preach as I've gotten older, where it's kind of like, I'm trying my best not to argue with people, but I want to have 
conversation and debates, like in discussions. Like that's supposed to happen. Like if you believe the sky, like if you believe something, believe in something, I'm gonna let you believe that. But I'm not gonna let you argue with pure science or pure facts. Like that's the only thing I'll argue with you about. So if you want to believe whatever, and I think when you were just talking about like two different Americas, I was more hyped up on my social media because. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt and I at least want to hear where this person or this chick or whoever is coming from so they feel like they're heard. And if we can't agree, it's whatever. We just had a civil conversation. Like, we handled this like two adults. I was so hyped up because I have some people that follow me and other people um, that do know me and they always preach, well, you know, we got to give, you know, Donald Trump a try and all this other stuff and all this, you know, like, I asked, I'm asking them how did that these are this is the perfect example. Please explain this to me. They're not patriots because <laughs> because they're doing exactly the same thing. You said BLM and all these and Antifa was doing. So what are they? And everyone struggles and I really hate people when they're hypocrites. And that's one of my big things. So I was more turned up because of that. So for the people who are in the middle, because that's who I have a problem with. The people who say that's what they, I have no problem with them. I know where they stand. But the people in the middle, not you, the people who voted. You know why it's 50-50 split in America? Because y'all low-key followers. I don't like that. Mm-mm. That's fair. That's fair. Totally. Kosh, you want to add anything, anything to this or... Um, yeah, in terms of social media, I think that's a good thing to bring up. Um, yeah, first thing I did was kind of go and see like where all the right leaning people that I know I have on my feed, what they would put in their stories or whatnot. And, you know, all this propaganda that it was led by like Antifa people just to make um, conservatives look bad and whatnot, which like, I don't know if that's true or not. It seems like a stretch. Uh, it seems like a last ditch effort to kind of save face. Um, but just in general... I don't know about you guys. I'm, I get kind of sick of looking at those like info graphs that everyone posts I'm tired on their story. Yeah, I mean, I'm just tired of social media in general. Sometimes, like with the politics and all that. Um, it, it, yeah, whether whether it's, it's like lot. right or left leaning, it's like care. you know, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, I feel like the more you post, the more that takes away from the true message. Because at this point, people are just uh, they get it. They're done. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you know. It's either you can see all the facts in front of you and don't want to believe it, or you see the facts and, and change your mind. At this point, there's an, an argument. It's not going to solve anything. You know, it's just going to be two people talking at each other rather than mm-hmm. to each other. Um, so uh, we off that now. Uh, I, I had to throw it in because that was like one of the topics that was interesting to me, and uh, I found it interesting. So, um, play no games. Uh, why a relationship podcast? Why did you want to go into this um, this realm? I know, Robert, we discussed um, your background. Um, but I guess why are relationships so important to you guys? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start, and I'm going to throw the alley, and hopefully, you know, cops will catch the oop. So I, in spirit, like I talked about last time, I'm really trying to realize my dream of being the real-life hitch by bringing like that stuff to real life. And I just know, cause we've been talking about like social media, we go into these spaces and we watch different movies and we watch and we see and we listen and we hear <clears throat> these unrealistic standards of relationships and how, you know, 
they get a happy ending. You can kiss the frog and you get a prince and things like that. And I've always been like, what happens after the end credits? <laughs> what happens after all that stuff? And I feel like our entertainment does a poor job and I'm not trying to blame entertainment or music for, you know, our issues because, you know, we have to take ownership of what we do, but there's no real, there's very few like performances and pieces that show what it takes to have like a real sustainable relationship. And, um, I just got really fed up and tired with that. And, um, when it comes to play no games, um, I'll, you know, at least say it here. Um, I kind of got the idea, you know, from the song, Play No Games, you know, Big Sean and all them. And um, I just wanted a space for people to have, like, real conversations and um, about, like, dating, social issues and things like that where we can have a solution and or, you know, um, being able to, you know, speak our truths. And when I proposed this idea to Koss, Koss was... Cost but was I, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not going to help me. All right, I threw it off the glass myself. He said, this is a phenomenal idea because me and him, we always have, we always talk about relationships and that's uh, all the time. And that's breaking one myth right there that dudes really don't care about being in relationships. And I will out cost because I will die on that hill. He's a hopeless romantic, everybody. He wants to be happy, married, and in love. Mm. He's a god. Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> play a plan. <laughs> yeah, but uh, honestly, yeah, what Robert said, uh, uh, I would say I think something that did play a fact in us starting the podcast um, is definitely like uh, for real intent, and which is now like look here matchmaking, uh, which was our initially how Robert and I got together, which is you know the matchmaking app. Uh, uh, we've been working on um and this was kind of a good idea to expand on like the brand and who who are we behind uh the brand what is our personality like and so forth so podcast was a good idea to kind of uh show that off and have like people specific in the the field um but i think it's kind of evolved more into its own thing at this point where it's still relationship is like the overarching uh, concept, but I think, you know, we go off script a lot and we really just talk about whatever we want, whether that's pop culture, whether that's sports, whether that's whatnot with still kind of trying to tie in relationship uh, because we've just found that like, that's the way Robert and I have the most fun. And when we have the most fun, we feel like we create the best content. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a great idea. And uh, the fact that you guys invite me on uh, regularly, I enjoy it, um, you know, whether it is relationships or just sports, pop culture. I definitely enjoy my time um, with Play No Games. Now, um, being that it is COVID and whatnot, uh, you guys are both single gentlemen. Uh, Koss, uh, you are a uh, hopeless romantic. <laughs> How do you date during... At the Lord. <laughs> what? I'm the Lord with me. Okay. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I, I, am, I am, yes, single. Yes, I, I do not have a partner, but My I'm not question single. was directed Lord. towards uh, costs first. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. All right. So, what has dating and COVID been, COVID been like? Yes. How's that? Uh, pretty shitty. Uh, 
So uh, let's see. Before, when restaurants were still open, you know, you could still do that. At this point, you what I found is um, like there's nothing to do other than be like, hey, do you want to come over and watch a movie? Mm-hmm. And 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 a lot of times, you know, girls know the situation. They're like, yeah, sure, and then that's what we'll do. So, if what I found is um, girls are okay coming over on the first date, whereas before they definitely didn't want to, because um, there's nothing to do. You can't go anywhere. I guess I can go to the park, but it's also winter and like thirty degrees. Yeah. Um, and then the restaurants are closed. Coffee shops are closed, kind of for at least all for like dining in. So you just get takeout and then go back to like my place or their place and eat and watch a movie or something. Totally. So um, has your game evolved with COVID? It sounds like it's it's struggling. No shade, no disrespect, because it sounds like all of your go-to things to, I guess, do are taken from you. Are you thinking of other ways to be creative with those first dates or second or third dates? Okay, creativity has gone down. But numbers has gone up. I will say that. Numbers has gone up. Oh, dang. We got Don Juan Magic over there. Dang. <laughs> he sent one text and she's over there quick. Dang. Uh, um, but, yeah. So, I think I'm not the only one that's, you know, tired of being alone. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's sad boy hours. Yeah, so uh, I think women on that side too are uh, more willing to just like hang out and do stuff. So I don't think I don't think your game has to be super strong at the moment because I think everyone's just sick of being cooped in. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see here. So, Robert, what do you, what do you say about that? Well, I'll have to beg to differ because I, I apparently mess with a different breed of women. <laughs> because, oh my God, when I tell you, because I have a story for all of you, I'll tell you this. I don't know how many times I've texted a chick and we're like, oh yeah, let's, let's, let's go. You know, great conversation. All right, whoop, whoop, whoop. Hey, let's, you know, before, well, you know, Kate Brown put us on super lockdown, no Akon. So this one, we get to like the day of the day, right? <laughs> She's like, guess what, Robert? I, I already called and set a reservation, draw all the other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, Robert, I, I can't come today. And this is like three, four hours for the day. She's like, I'm going to go back home. I said, oh, that's fine. Fantastic. I was like, you know, you got to go home. Not a problem. And then she sent, she sent me a return text. She's like, and I don't know when I'll be back. I said, oh, I said, what do you want me to do with that? You're not going to be back. Okay. So, lo and behold, because, you know, hey, I do loosely follow her. She's been back for six months. So, so clearly... All I have to say is, like me, you know, I'll just say this. I'm acting my pretty. I I go for people who fit my lifestyle and who fit my attractiveness level. <laughs> and I just feel that, um, you know, right now, the breed of women I deal with, the ones that are the heartbreakers, glory harveys of the, the world, they're mm-hmm. winning. 
I'm losing. Yeah. It so sounds like her curve game is very strong. Um, yeah. <laughs> Man. So I, had, I do have a question for y'all. So when you guys like, hear the phrase, she curved me, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that? Like, I guess it's getting curved in general. Like, like how do you feel? Is that like a shot to the heart? Is like, okay, on to the next one. Like, like what's your sentiment around getting curved? Depression. No, depression? yeah, depression. <laughs> no, it's a uh, short-term memory loss. It's like having a bad play in a game of basketball, like a turnover or a bad shot. Hey, it didn't go your way. On to the next. I'm a real. I, I, I also, also, real. I'll no. I'll say you like, man. Am I ugly? Shit. Mm. <laughs> she's like, she's like, damn. But you like, shit. You know. I would say I would say that's a that's the thing that you know comes to my mind. I'm like, damn, I'm not ugly, man. You know, we was talking for a minute. This keeps happening a lot. <laughs> I mean, getting curved to me is sometimes a beautiful thing. You know, you, you got to respect the curve. You know, it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe just the girl. You know, maybe she can't uh, match up to your fly or match up to your personality. I don't know. I'm spitballing here, but you know, sometimes you know the curve is. Maybe it's best for all parties, you know. It's like you know, it's just time to go and watch this, and then she'll say on Instagram, "I just can't find a real man anymore." Where they're at, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you look to turn around and be like, "Bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. You want me? You want me? You want me to play basketball? You want me to spit a rap? <laughs> what do you want from me?" Man, that's that's yeah. rough. You know what, Robert? I'm gonna say go to the library, find a girl reading a nice book, talk to her. Maybe she won't curve you. Yeah, thanks, Jamal. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but it's never mind. I was never mind. You want to say you're in Mackey's world? Nah, just trust me on this one. I'll tell you afterwards. Nah, <laughs> nah. I'm very people are gonna about listen, people are gonna listen to this. Nah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think the important um, part uh, when you do get curved, though, is uh, to not sit on it because then you become resentful and bitter mm. and then it has a long-term effect. <laughs> and then we get into the cycle of garbage people. Oh, I agree. You know, we're being serious. So, yeah, I would also, too, I would say dating uh, and dating for me actually is a little bit more tough because I – don't tell I don't like telling people I'm a therapist or I I don't I they people get weird when I'm when I'm like hey I'm a therapist they're like what tell me about my childhood or like then I tell them like, oh I do matchmaking too as well they think I have like the superiority over them so I literally kind of like drag it out a little bit so dating for at least for me dating is a little bit more tough so I like feel um reluctant sometimes to talk to people about that part of my world and aspect and yeah so i am curious though about that um because you're not revealing your authentic self of them at at the early point do you feel like a piece of you was lost that's why you know you might be getting curved or <laughs> oh cut it out cut it out from the married guy Hey, hey, get your wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to call her. Hey, I still got her number. I'll call her. Get her in here. What? No, I like, I, I agree with you. I've actually kind of like talked, you know, with a number of people about it. And like, 
Um, I would say more so now I've been leaning more just being more to just saying it and you know when it comes up in casual conversation but I'm still getting the same thing I feel like yeah it, it comes up either they think I'm trying to get married tomorrow and I'm like no mm-hmm. they're trying to think I'm trying to get in a relationship tomorrow no like I'm trying to get to know you so I think from you know all the research and things like that for you know personal research not you know my work research mm-hmm. I think People do get intimidated, and I at least want to, like, give people, like, an opportunity to, like, see me for who I am mm. and know that's something that I do. So. Totally. Totally. Um, now, I was listening to something. I forgot what I was listening to, but, Koss, I'm going to go to you here on this one. Mm-hmm. Um how do you define dating? Like, what does dating consist of? Can you date multiple people? Is that saying a negative or... Is it just best to tell somebody straight up, like, hey, we are exclusive, only we can date each other? Like, like how does that dating scene work? I've been out the game for so long, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but like, how does that work for you now? Yeah, um, I would say, as you mentioned, uh, once you become exclusive with someone and you're hanging out pretty frequent, uh, it's safe to say you're dating at that point. Um, I think one good thing that's come in the dating culture the last couple of years is cheating has just become a more and more vulgar thing. Now, if you're a cheater, it's like you have this big X on your forehead. Yes, Robert. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it is. I think cheating is way worse received now than it was like 10 years ago. Interesting. But nonetheless, okay. Um, so yeah, I'd say like once you're exclusive with someone, at that point, you, you just wait until like officially put a title on it. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between getting to know someone that stage and like exclusively dating? Can you do like that getting to know someone like like multiple people or is that like only like a one person thing? Sorry for the confusion there, my words. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Um. So wait. So you're talking about what's the difference between talking to girls yeah, and, and then like actually dating a girl? Like what's like what's the main dating a girl? There? Um. I think it really comes down to just coming to like an agreement between you two. Because like I can talk to multiple girls and we're just friends. But then if I'm seeing one girl a little more, spending more quality time, um, and that type of jazz, mm-hmm. and then we kind of you know communicate how we feel about each other i think that's where like the big difference comes through whereas i mean yeah i talk to like multiple girls but they're really i just see them as like friends or acquaintances totally totally uh robert what about you oh perfect i i was saving this for content for our show but i'll use it on yours so i mean you can save uh, it's totally fine oh no it's not bro you're good Uh, we're still we're still we're still gonna talk about (laughs) so uh so I actually found this on Instagram maybe like maybe like two or so months ago. That's why I was on my phone, not trying to multitask. Um, it breaks down like the stages of talking like you're talking about. And this guy said it it should go like this. It goes talking, dating, dating exclusively, and then it says relationship. And then there's more verbiage and stuff through it. And like me personally, I kind of like how it is because like in like the nutrients of it, like I'll give you an example. Like in the very first stage, he says talking. He says talking. We have exchanged numbers, do things on a friendship level, and maybe even have, have had sex, testing the waters to see if it's a growing interest. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I kind of like how you put that. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. I see, see, see. You know, so it's and there's or would you like me to continue? There's it's actually pretty dope. I I agree with this thing. You know what? I want the listeners to go to play no games and hear the rest of that. Um, okay. On my pod. So um, another shameless plug there. Thank, thank you. Um, to just go off. Uh, yeah. I definitely agree a lot with, you know, with you and Koss were saying too as well. I think, and this is why I love my field, because I can be an expert, but I can ask a lot of other people their thoughts and opinions and learn like different approaches to different things. Like, you know, like the little uh, meme I was reading where I think where people have to understand is what may work for Jamal and his wife may, you know, how they met, versus whatever may work for someone else differently. And the number one thing that people have to have in any type of situation is you got to have context. Context matters. It's almost kind of like when uh, Quavo slid into uh, Sweetie's DMs is like, I'm a glacier boy. And then that was a social media phenomenon. And all these dudes were like, I'm a glacier boy. That works for him because he has money and he's a literal glacier guy. Now... <laughs> Now, if Bob Gill <laughs> wants to slide someone's DM and it says, I'm a glacier boy, he's going to look at it. He's gonna, it's going to say, seen, and he's going to keep going. <laughs> so context matters. Yeah, I agree a million percent. No regular dude with a regular nine-to-five job who's making you know, decent money can ever write a girl in, with some game like, I'm a glacier boy. They are going to screenshot you to everybody, laugh at you, you're going to be the trending topic. It's just not realistic when you're just regular and not a celebrity. Um, so, yeah, I think that is ridiculous. Um, sliding into DMs, like, is there, like, a science to it, or how, do, how does it work? Actually, Cost, do you slide DMs? I don't. Nah. I don't. I don't. I think it, it is a... Uh, mm. I think it's like a like a one percent chance success rate. Maybe yeah, depending on like your your clout and your follower ratio and whatnot. I think it's a very low uh, percentage success rate. Um, so you know, I'm not gonna have Shaq take the free throw. So uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna slide into a DM unless I know her. I've met her like in person. Maybe if this is a complete stranger, like I, I we didn't even match on Tinder or anything or on Bumble. Like I straight up just found her on my Discover page, and she lives in Wyoming or something. No. <laughs> yeah, that is so. Yeah, I think that's so pointless. Like, come on, bro. It's just not yeah. gonna work. So just give it up. Oh, oh, oh! You are all ridiculous. First and foremost, there's art to it as well. Yes, I have slid in numerous DMs. One because I'm a concerned citizen. <laughs> are, are you hurt? Did, <laughs> did it hurt? Were you fell in heaven, girl? Let me know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cut it out, cough. I would say my success in DMs is maybe, and I'm being real honest, man, this this last back half of like six months has been horrendous. But I would say I'm at a school of like 45%. Um, I would say I've been successful and then I've also not been successful. Um, and I am very happy that Mike, oh, what's his name, Zuckerberg? There we go. 
we can unsend messages so I can collect my <laughs> ego. <laughs> I just spills on the floor. I'm like, huh, I sent that? I didn't send that. Thanks, Mike. Or Zuck. Mark. So, um, but I would say also too as well, not to, you know, keep saying the same thing, but context matters where it's kind of like, obviously for me, I'm not, you know, sending dick pics or, you know, saying outrageous stuff. I'm saying stuff like, yo, like, um, what you said in your story was, hella dope and have a conversation about that and then i'm gonna be like yo because i'm just like you know i gotta get in get out hey i'm awesome you're awesome maybe this might work i'm free friday what about you it get it'll get seen it'll get a chuckle (laughs) it'll get unsent resent and then and then um you know i think um I don't know. I think men, we need to, you know, I get, at least for me, we don't do well for rejection and like the not getting, not being, not getting a DMC really hurts your soul, but it should help you take, it should help you for what happens in real life. When you go to a person at a bar, I'm like, Hey, I'm Robert, you know, what's going on? And she turns around or she says it's ladies night. Now some guys don't get it. When she says it's lady night, ladies night, she don't want you. <laughs> now, is that getting curved too? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta respect the curve though. Gotta respect it. <laughs> don't act like you yeah, I know you out the game, but you know, if one of your boys like, yeah, she said it was lady night, you you be like, yeah, you hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the bar, buy yourself a drink, man. I got you, don't worry. <laughs> Man, shots on me. Y'all don't worry about that. It's okay. <laughs> All right, let's see here. So um, we got DMs out the way. You know, we got COVID dating. Is there any topics you guys want to bring to the table here? Ooh. Because I can think of one right now, which is interracial dating. Um, oh, okay. What are your thoughts oh. on that? Um, <laughs> you know... Me and, and J-Mac, we were a part of a very exclusive club not too long ago. It was <laughs> men who, who date Latin women. You know, clearly, <laughs> you have to date a Latin woman to be in the club. Clearly, <laughs> 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 I can't be in the club anymore. <laughs> I, me personally, um, I... I love I love and I love interracial relationships. I think um, we're in a day and age that you know <clears throat> I know uh, interracial couples still get you know those looks, but it's you know not as bad as it was you know back in you know uh, those days where people shun people for loving whoever they love. Um, I think it's a excellent way for people to know different things about someone else's culture, and you know, um, hey. Uh, you know, to expand upon a little bit of, you know, what you were bringing in. Me personally, you know, because preference and whoever you love, you figure it out. Like, I do have a type, according to my friends, you know, I love my black women, love, you know, my Latin women, because in my chunky days, they showed me love continuously. So I will always have my heart. But those are my preferences in women. Uh, Apparently, Lala type women are my types, but yeah, yeah. Here we go, here we go. Oh, don't, oh, don't. 
what what are they be looking like? The the Sailor Moon type of girls? Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they? Me? Yeah, you. you. You know I like the ABGs. Yeah. What the hell is an ABG? <laughs> ABG stands for Asian baby girl. <laughs> uh, they're the like five foot two, really pretty half white, half Asian girls that drink boba all day and like have rich parents and spit on poor people. Wow. <laughs> that went from yeah. zero to a million. <laughs> uh, that, oh, oof. I have, that is the elusive one right there for me. I have not caught an ABG yet. Um, that's the goal. I love interracial couples. Um, I love mixed women. Um, I've seen a lot of Latinas do like me. Uh, I always ask them why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're funny for that shit. Why do you I, like me? No, like, <laughs> like on, on all these dating apps, I just get like, it's like an instant match with any Latina girl. Um, so I've asked a couple and they're like, uh, you're very like masculine with the beard and the thick eyebrows. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and they like, like, I'm more stout and like <laughs> perfect dad bod, if I may say so, uh, which they like that, that, that shows, you know, in, in, in the Latina way, you know, a, a providing man. Uh, so yeah, but no, I, I, yeah, I like white girls. I like other mixed girls and yeah. Oh, oh, best believe when the concerts get back, I will, I guess what I will be getting backstage passes to Bad Bunny to the Bad Bunny. I mean the Bad Bunny concert. And you know what? I'm not gonna know a lick of Spanish. <laughs> and I'm gonna be up there I'm like, baby, I am over here, boom. Never mind, no, 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 I'm not doing that. But I definitely I I can't wait till I go to a bad uh bunny concert because I'm gonna be acting a fool. And don't let me have don't let that nigga pull me on stage because I'm <laughs> even know you, bro. Real, real quick question actually about that. That concert, are you going to that with um, who I think you're going with? Who, me? Your, your ex? No, Koss. No. Okay. Because that would be a whole, like, do you, would you do something like that with your ex? No, no. You know, speak, you know speaking, speaking of that, you know, uh, yeah, weirdly speaking of this during the podcast, you know, we in, our, we in a good place. That's good. No, speaking of, you know, I don't want to go too deep there, Robert. I don't want you to set yourself up. No, we, we, right we I'm saying that. Um, I ain't saying nothing more. Can you place. be friends with your ex? Like, actually really good friends with your ex? Or is, or is that too much? Context matters. Context matters. My very first ex, you know, oh, yeah. Man, we have a lot of people that, you know a lot of people like brothers, cousins that I've dated. That's me. You have to talk about it anymore. But yeah. my very first ex, I'm not, I'm a, you know, keep it PG. Now she needs to stay on her side of the United States. I need to stay on my side of the United States because, you know, we have some, we have some words to exchange, mm. you know, cause she's ever a current, you know, sometimes in my life. And I feel like I've been as respectful as possible, but I would say with my, um, uh, most current ex, I guess. Um, and I have no problem saying this on here that I will always have mad love for her, um, and respect for her. And I, cause I'm always, like I told you with loyalty, where it's kind of like, if Jamal needs me, I, I'm there. Like it, that is that simple for me. Like, boom. And like, I really, that was really trying for me during our little thing where I kind of figured out that there is some gray area too as well. So I was kind of like, I could never hate her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and it's kind of like, she will always like, she 
will always be one of my best friends. That's beautiful, man, and, uh, and very uh, mature of you to, to say that <coughs> on uh, Mackie's world. So, in Mackie's world, you will find healing, people. So, that's nice, man. <laughs> I wish I could kiss you on the forehead right now. Where do you? Yeah, I have something to add to that. Actually, uh, fun fact: um, I hated my ex. I hated her. She was a huge uh, bitch, um, and it's you know, whatever. But uh, we were forced to reconsider, like to make up, because uh, she was in my group for my senior capstone project at Portland State. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so my most important class, I got to deal with my ex. She was on the accounting team, and I was on the marketing team for our client. And, um, yeah, so I had a little talk with her after we first met as a team and said, hey, you know, whatever's in the past is in the past. I hope you're doing well. Um, and if we could just move forward and focus on doing the best for our client and this project. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. And we move on from there. Had a good time, joked around. Uh, it was weird, though. It was weird. Sparks flying? Because uh, I didn't really see her until, or since the breakup, like, three years ago. So, it was very strange. But, yeah. So, any renewed sparks flying? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I glue up. She glued down. She is with uh, this ogre-looking guy. Uh, I'm sure she's happy with, because that's all she needed, a workman for her family's ranch. Um, and I'm out here uh, with downtown women so <laughs> wow i could make this funny but <laughs> and so uh so mac is what i could turn there uh, <laughs> wait 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 why is jamal getting out of this wait why do we gotta bring up our past hey i'm pretty sure when you was like girl you the only one i'm pretty sure some people was pissed off you had to give them the heisman or have you ever had to deal with some stuff uh not to my knowledge um yeah, that is all unbeknownst to me. Um, I have short-term memory loss, so. No, to, not to be real. To be real, I'm cool with every girl I was involved with. I'm cool with them. Like you don't talk on a, like an everyday basis. I mean, there's no point for that. But if I was to see him, like, okay, what's up? How you been? How you how you doing? You know. It's all love. There's, it's no, it's no beef, to my knowledge. But yeah, I, I can say, I can say, I have a confidence. There's no beef uh, with nobody, you know. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, life, and, life happens, you know. And for the people who are listening to as well, um, this, this is actually one of the like main, like shining examples of like the high character man, like Jamal is, where it's kind of like. I know I get on him through like, like he says the opposite. Of, I know he's gonna say the opposite or something else. Where it's kind of like he always like for me makes me think of like different stuff. Where it's kind of like he defines what you know that that reconcile. Because for me it's kind of like it's this or that. Like, and I'm just kind of like, how do you come to these conclusions? Or like, how do you have this much peace within yourself to like? let that go within like you know like in a friendship or with a person or anything like that where it's kind of like i don't think dudes really they i feel like dudes kind of have and i feel like i'm on the lower spectrum of it but they have like a higher spectrum of like like oh that bitch is that and this and that and like they really don't are reflective of their own like stuff of what they've done or anything like that 
And um, I always say you got to have people in your circle who make you think differently or challenge how you think about different stuff. So I go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, G. And I must say, you know, I'm not perfect, you know. Uh, I'm going to say a lot of R&B helped me get to this point, you know. So uh, it, it is, it's, I think it's just growth, honestly, you know. I mean, at one point, I did like these people, you know. So I feel like I can't speak bad on them because, um, you know, they're not the entire reason things happen. It's also me, too. I've done stupid stuff, you know, um, young and dumb. So you, you got to realize that you always can't. Put the blame on somebody. I feel like too much, too many times we want to look for the blame, but sometimes you got to look at yourself and realize, you know, I made a mistake. They didn't do anything. So, hey. And thank you for watering down my compliment. <laughs> We're not going to let that one ride. We know you're not perfect, Jamal. I know <laughs> you're not perfect, okay? But it's almost kind of like I know that, you know, at least for me, and I feel like anyone. It's like compliments, like yo, no, I like it, yeah. hear this stuff. No, yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for the flowers. I appreciate it. You know, I'm gonna let them grow now. I'm gonna send them in a vase, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna flourish. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know what? Because of time, I wanted to get into sports. I feel like not much is going on. Um, we'll we'll do a quick little overhaul. The Brooklyn Nets got a little bit better. They got James Harden, and Kyrie. Great. Uh, Lakers will win again this year, though. Whoa! <laughs> I'm doing cocaine. Uh, but no, 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 but no. For real, since you're here, I do want to talk about Durant really quick. Um, <laughs> KD's back to KD. He is still Kevin Durant. He's still the second best player in the NBA after huh? LeBron. Um, and yeah, I think if James, Kyrie, and KD can mesh, they could really make some noise um, in the Eastern <clears throat> Conference. Um, I'll just say this since we're on me because I know I want to leave cost some space to talk about those those trash Knicks besides Julius Randle for fantasy purposes. Shout out to Lamelo Ball. I called it. He was he's the GOAT rookie of the year, first youngest triple double. Anywho, just want to throw that out there. Lavar was right. Um, but I will say this talking about KD, um, all right, he definitely looks healthy and I definitely think um he can get them. I think he's going to sacrifice the most on the next for them to work. Um, but that's only if Kuki Kyrie is playing. Because I will say this: I, you know, I appreciate all the activism Kyrie's doing and things like that. But I will say this, and I will die on this hill. You do not have to edit this out. I appreciate him paying the WMA salaries and you know giving back to you know the native tribes, but. I believe sometimes those type of people, like the like I'm the smartest person in the room type of thing, he's hiding behind his activism, and that really irks me. I'm just kind of like you have a job to do, and like I get your I get it. You're sitting in the DAs doing that and doing this, but you, you can do the same two things at the same time. Like come on, bro, and like this fake like media, all this other stuff. Like cut it with that fake smart guy stuff. Like they're tending. My mom said this. And my mom had a choice. She said, if I could be the smartest person in the world or the person with the most common sense, she's like, I would be the person with the most common sense in the world because at times you just got to shut your mouth. So I always say that. I know we're on time, but yes, hashtag KD all the way, LaMelo Ball, and then that's my sports. Cos, <laughs> <laughs> are you a Nick fan? I thought you were a Blazer fan. 
so Blazers are my first team. Knicks are my second team. Uh, shout out to Nate Robinson, why I'm a Knicks fan. Uh, uh, shout out. 2008 dunk contest, dunking over Dwight Howard. Um, yeah, that, that man got punched out too. <laughs> that it is what it is. Um, <laughs> kind of deserve that one. But um, all right, so a lot to take in here. First off, uh, I do want to congratulate Kevin Durant. Uh, he is actually having a phenomenal year. Um, I know I don't give KD credit a lot for his leadership and his character, but. Right now, uh, you just need to, if you go watch Jimmy High Roller's YouTube video, he breaks down all stars that have torn their Achilles and none of them have come back to anything near what their uh, like potential is and what their career stats were before. Katie is so far being the only guy that's actually being able to do that. Dominic Wilkins. Sorry, what? Dominic Wilkins. He did, he did it. Dominic Wilkins was actually the only other one. Yeah, good point. Um, but Kevin Durant averaging like twenty nine right now, which is really impressive, and uh, shooting over fifty percent too. Durant is a uh, god; he's good. He yeah, is good. he's very good. Uh, what I will say about that Nets team, I don't think that team is going to work out primarily for chemistry reasons. Also, if you look at contract wise, I believe all of them have player options after the first or the second year. So the Nets give up what was it four first round picks. Something like that. So this could really blow up in that franchise's face similarly to what the Paul Pierce KG thing happened and set them back several years. Yeah. Uh, but that was a t- worse trade because, you know, they got guys over the hill uh, and they give up everything for that. But from what I've heard from inside sources, uh, Kyrie isn't super happy actually with the Steve Nash hire as well as how uh, it's going down in Brooklyn so far. So that might be one of the things uh, that is making him sit out right now as well as the social justice uh, aspect mm-hmm. uh, that he's kind of taking. All I say about that is I think it kind of sets a bad example uh, for younger generations to show like, hey, um, it's okay not to, you know, do your job. If you have an excuse to do something else, I think it's better to prove you can do both um, and be a flexible person. Um, so, I mean, Kyrie, what? LeBron's doing it. LeBron's doing it and winning championships. So, I think... one, But all right, but yeah, but continue, sorry. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so on that perspective, I'll say that. The last thing I'll say is the Nets will never be New York's team. That will remain with the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are a franchise with history, culture, and a fan base. Unlike the Nets, the Nets are a plastic team that was created by Jay-Z, bought by a Russian, and sold to the Chinese. Um, <laughs> that is so true. Um, so I don't want to hear anything about the new New York team, their Brooklyn's team, their New Jersey's team, their NBA's team. I don't care. They're not New York's team. Uh, the Knicks are looking real good so far. There are a bunch of dogs on that team. I love to see that. Are we going to make the playoffs? Probably not because it's the wheels are coming off right now because Thibodeau is playing Julius and RJ like 40 minutes a game um, like he always does with his stars, a seven-man rotation, which is not looking good. Um, but, Yeah. Uh, thanks for the rant at the end. I appreciate it. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. No, I do appreciate it. But honestly, yeah, I'll keep it short here with Kyrie and uh, Harden and Durant. I think I, I'm kind of going back on my word. I kind of just said earlier they they can make a, a, some run in the East. But I think it depends on Kyrie's mental. Does Kyrie want to play with James Harden? Can he play um, 
with even Steve Nash as as a coach, be coachable. And we've seen history has said Kyrie's not a coachable guy, and he is not a locker room guy. He destroyed Cleveland, he destroyed Boston, and now potentially on his way to destroy Brooklyn. Now, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm trying to trade Kyrie as soon as possible now that we have James Harden. The tough part is I don't think that a lot of teams would take that uh would take him on. Kyrie is an amazing basketball player, nothing to do with his skill, but it's the mental aspect. Is Kyrie gonna be fully there and fully committed? And uh I think it's fair to say the answer is no. Um now with that being said, that does wrap up episode seventeen of Mackey's World. Uh to give you um Mackey's motivation to end this off, I just wanna say, you know, um celebrate your wins celebrate your victories keep the family close and um hey we out here 2021 let's go